I'm Jesse. That's Jay. This is Rooster Grooves. What's up? We're talking about Moo. Oh, meh. Meh? Meh. This is going to be a challenging episode to do pronunciations on. Um, But a Danish artist that goes by meh? Meh. Or Moo. That that sounds French. (laughs) Well, I settled on uh, Moo after my... Mo, my intensive research. Apparently, she likes she's accepts Mo mm-hmm. because uh, yeah, she's from Denmark, our, yeah. our artist of the day, and uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> we're doing a bad thing. I don't know what we're doing. No, well, <laughs> I'm going with Mo, but uh, she said that you know because Denmark has a population of five million people, but their language is only really speak, spoken in Denmark, right? It's not one of those languages that has gone. Mm-hmm. all across the world kind of isolated yeah so i think she realizes that you know it's hard for other people outside of danish speaking to pronounce a lot of danish words so fair enough you know and i mean so, just reading it it's yeah. it's a o with the cross through it so you know right yeah Another who's, who's to know thing. yeah which has a different pronunciation i think but <laughs> this is a weird intro, I feel like. I don't yeah, we don't got to make it weird. We're talking about <laughs> moo, mo, meh. But I, I like to start this th- off with a quote of the day, court music quote of the day. Uh, I have one from Erica Badu. She's been mentioned on previous episodes, but we, she's not really going to come up on this one, except right now. Uh, I've been reading a lot about intuition lately, following your heart, you know, trying mm. to listen to your gut, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, follow your heart. It will get you to where you need to be. Simple. Simple as that. Trust your intuition. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. You're usually right. They say when you're taking a test, mm-hmm. you're like, is it A, B, or C? Yeah. You know, go with your gut instinct with, with the first one you thought it was. Really? That's the thing. And like most of the time it is, you were correct the first time. Okay. In music, I feel like we have to use intuition all the time, right? Or we should be, maybe. I mean, um, yeah, I think I, a lot of musicians... Yeah would describe themselves as you know channeling yeah it's well, yeah. something that you know they're just a, a conduit mm-hmm. for the music yeah. to come out into the the physical world yeah yeah i mean the best music creation process is where it's just flowing and you're not thinking about it it's just and that yeah a lot of people say it comes from somewhere and you're channeling channeling it yeah and that's the best time and i think uh mo has a little bit of that which we'll get into a little bit later but who are we speaking about? Let's let's really sort of uh, describe We're talking this lady. About Karen Marie Agard Orsted. Right. Hope I'm pronouncing these names ish correctly. I heard her. So Orsted is is pronounced O with that strike through it. R S T E D. So I think a lot of English people would say Orsted. I heard her pronounce it Erstel. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. So. I mean, you know, I'm gonna yeah. do my best, but yeah. I don't really, you know think anybody cares too much no i mean you know i, yeah. I don't know i heard people <laughs> saying orsted so i'm gonna say orsted sure yeah I, I think she's fine with it yeah so so she's a, a pop star would you say pop star or just in the pop genre yeah so yeah. she's like she comes from like punk roots yeah but she's found herself um in some of the biggest pop 
songs. They're working with the biggest pop yeah. artists of the day. Yeah. So it's pretty, she's a really cool dynamic person. Yeah. She seems pretty cool. I think she's 34 years old. Yeah. From Denmark, like we said, in Odense. Yeah. I do believe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's been in some other bands beforehand, but she's really gained popularity with her more contemporary music, which is like described as electronic, indie pop. Um, there's soul and some street vibes mm -hmm. yeah. that harken back to those kind of punky days. Yeah. Um, so she's been like compared to Grimes mm. or Twin Shadow, which I'm not too familiar with. Yeah. I but, know of Grimes because isn't she like Elon Musk's partner? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know of music so <laughs> Part much. Partner. Are they married? I don't, I don't, know. I don't know. <laughs> Fling. You're not keeping up on the Elon Musk. Oh, I'm not, uh, just not sure if there's any true love there or not. You know? Yeah. I, so yeah, I mean, he's, he's an interesting character. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I saw somebody say uh, vocals linked to Lana Del Rey. Yeah, I could hear that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in some of her tracks. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. but she's overall she's very, very heartfelt. Yeah. You know, like her stuff is very strong. Her emotions. Yeah. Um. I think there was a word ardor. Mm. I came across. Okay. And it it means like, I don't know, just really, like caring about what they're doing. Right. Let me see if Ar I can. Ardor? Like A-R-D-O-U-R? Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, enthusiasm or passion. Okay. So yeah. I think um, some people would, would say she's, she's not doing anything too crazy or innovative, particularly. Mm. But she makes up for it. I think it was some magazine, some uh, yeah. whatever. Said, journalists. Yeah. Just make <laughs> something. But I, I think it makes some sense. Um, but she makes up for it with enthusiasm and passion. Right. Because the stuff she sings and the lyrics she comes up with are, is very great. Yeah. Very emotive. Yeah. yeah. And it, I think she really connects to the listeners, which, which is why she's gotten connected with these awesome DJs and producers and the music connects with the population. Right. Yeah. And I think she's done a really good job doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, like you say, I have... Uh, on her Wikipedia, they see electronic, electro pop, synth pop, indie pop. I think you mentioned a lot of those. Uh, to me, uh, I feel like it's because fine. Is it a fine line between e uh, EDM and pop music? What do it's, you think? It's it's. I don't know. These days, it's <laughs> they're they're one and the same. They're synonymous in a lot of ways. Yeah, and I feel like a like a EDM, electronic dance music. Obviously, there's a. It's, I would say a broad. Spectrum, but like a lot of people associate EDM with like some of the people. Whoa, heater in the background, guys. Uh, with some of these like big club DJ type personalities, right? Mm -hmm. Some of whom Mo's worked with Diplo, obviously, and Avicii, the mm -hmm. late Avicii, where it's like grand, big, like they like big club DJs, right? Mm -hmm. They have like hundreds of thousands of people at the festivals they go to. Yeah. But then they have these like songs that hit the mainstream like I, yeah, yeah i think it's like, just like the yeah. the context you're talking about because yeah. you know pop is obviously popular yeah and so it, it, whatever's popular at the time is considered pop yeah arguably well yeah somewhat yeah. subjectively True. i don't know yeah so i think it kind of ebbs and flows yeah. as to what's popular quote unquote yeah and yeah. i mean right now yeah we're experiencing some of the hugest songs have a, a electronic or edm twinge to them yeah you know either even a little bit or a lot of it well i feel like if you think about music in the last few decades you know there was a time where pop music was like bgs right and stuff mm. like that 
and Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, yeah. I feel like that was maybe pop music. And then, like, in my childhood, the 90s, it was all the boy bands, right? Like, in mm-hmm. sync. Yeah. Uh, Backstreet Boys. Like, yeah. Then that sort of morphed into like R&B and hip hop being pop. Mm-hmm. Like, and now I feel like we have crazy mixture. And like, Mo is, I, I don't feel like she's super famous, but she's like, it, yeah. like, you know, a pop star. It's not a pop star, but a, uh, yeah. She's an artist, really, at the but end I, of the I day. I think like. it just describes how, like, kind of humble and down-to-earth she is. She seems yeah, like yeah. a really cool, chill person. Yeah. Um, coming from, like, you know, punk backgrounds, like I already yeah, said, yeah, and yeah, we'll yeah. talk about it later, but yeah. just the, the attitude of, like, not really caring what other people think. Yeah. So she kind of, like, she is in the pop world, yeah, yeah. but she's not, yeah, so much of a pop star. She's not, like, on the level of people knowing her name. Like, Pink, I would say Pink has that punk aesthetic, but she doesn't. I'm not sure if she necessarily comes from the same punk background as Mo does. Yeah. yeah. I don't know anything about pink either. Yeah, I don't know. But she, lot, at least stylistically, yeah. she has yeah. the punk yeah. vibe yeah, yeah. or goes for that. Yeah. Other artists try to get that too. Like Taylor Swift has come out with like an album when she's looking punk. Miley Cyrus, right? She yeah. Period. Some of these people go through these phases or whatever yeah. Yeah. or and try to push that as a narrative yeah. at least for a moment or just a vibe you know it's all good whatever they want to do mm-hmm. but she kind of was like she was really in that scene yeah that kind of you know like tear down the patriarchy yeah uh, feminism yeah uh anti-fascism right you know she was like a true like punk yeah whatever that would would mean yeah and she's still like that today yeah, yeah. so at the same time she's in the pop world um, but yeah, not many no- people know her name, I guess. I didn't really yeah. know who she was. Yeah. I heard that track, Lean On, uh, yeah. which most people know. I looked it up. It's apparently the most streamed song on Spotify. Yeah, I didn't realize it was so huge. Neither did I. It's the 16th most watched music video on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube's massive. Insane. <laughs> and that, yeah. that is, ultimately, that's the first song I heard her on. I still hear, I hear this song like two times a week. Yeah. Every week, because... In our household, we have like Pandora, and if you switch it on a certain station, like it, like I, I don't use it myself too much, but like it plays the same songs all the time. <laughs> and this track "Lean On" is consistently always in that mix, like right. uh, whenever this device is turned on. So, I, yeah. I it is a great yeah. track. Yeah, yeah, I admit I like it. It's yeah. good. Yeah, um, yeah. People uh, haven't heard it. It's, it's catchy. It's got a hook in it, but it's also like electronic. It's like dance mm-hmm. music club vibe. You know, I like. The way it's produced and stuff like that. Yeah, it yeah. sounds great. Yeah. That's one of the things uh, that Moo yeah. does really well is create hooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just really sure. strong, mm-hmm. hooky stuff that is really gripping. Yeah. And I mean, it's great. Great. Yeah. Makes for a lot of good tracks. Um, overview wise, should we like call out a few of our influences? I was about to say the same thing, sir. Go for it. Um, well, so Spice Girls was the first thing she heard, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. But then from there, she, obviously, we talked about the punk thing, and one of her biggest inspirations growing up was Kim Gordon, who's the mm-hmm. bassist, guitarist, vocalist from Sonic Youth. Mm-hmm. Cult band. I, I really need to... I have this like passion for indie music in the 90s and that, and I need to go... Sometimes I go listen back to like old stuff, and I really want to go listen to Sonic Youth and Pixies. I want to go check yeah. out some of their stuff. I've right. yet to yeah. explore a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Um, we'll do it together. Let's do it. And then from there, uh, she also listened to people like Black Flag, Nirvana, Spashing Pumpkins, Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Um, yeah. Um, 
And, uh, but it's, that's interesting, all of that really, because I guess I can hear some of the attitude in her music, but it's not like you wouldn't listen to Mo's music and be like, oh, she's into Black Flag or something. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe on some deep tracks on the albums or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. I think some of the, the ethos of those movements, you know, or the, the thought processes of those bands. Yeah. Um, you know, has kind of been like through osmosis, she's taken it in, but now she's putting it back out through her own yeah. attitude and brand. Yeah, yeah. So it's really cool. So it's like, if you listen to the lyrics, you can hear a lot of the influence, I think more so than the music. Got it. Yeah. Cool. Should we play a track? Yeah. yeah some Let's get lines. into this. Listening to Rooster Grooves, that was Fire Rides from Mo from her debut album, No Mythologies to Follow. That's a good album title, like that. Yeah, it is. Um, I agree. Good track. And let's get in a time machine. Did you redo this time? Should have saved that for one of the many yeah, Australian yeah. artists. I'm working on it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get. Yeah. Okay. What's the Danish sound? What do they do in, in Denmark? What's, eat eat what, cookies? I don't know. Danish cookies? Oh, yeah. The Danish. This is terrible. I'm going to be. Uh, I don't Danish know much about the, the Danish culture. <laughs> I have like uh, one friend from Copenhagen. Uh, I was going to visit him, but I decided not to when I was in London. I should have done. Uh, but it's uh, it looks like a nice place, Copenhagen, which is the capital city. Um, but Mo is not from there. Uh, as you shouted out at the beginning of the episode, some of these names are hard to pronounce for us. But she was born in Uberud, yeah, which is a small U- village, yeah, near Odense, which is like it's like a bigger city, bigger city. I think it's like the third biggest city in Denmark. They said. Nice. And then she grew up on, uh, there's like this biggest island in Denmark called Funyan. <laughs> Sorry. What it says. Nor Funyan. <laughs> Funin. That seems Funyuns? like. Uh, yeah. I haven't had a Funyan in years now, I think. Uh, I had one, not, not for a couple of months, but they're good. They're good. They're good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, uh, I mean, yeah. yeah, here's what I got. Um, yeah. Her father, Franz Orsted. Yeah, I'm just putting the American accent on it, you Go know. For it, yeah. Orsted. Yeah. yeah, he's a psychologist. Yeah, yeah. mother, Met, Mete Orsted. Okay, Mete. Yeah, help me out, anybody. Yeah, uh, she's a teacher, mm-hmm. and then she has an older brother who's a doctor. Right, uh, Casper. Yeah, I only have that name. I don't know if it's first or last. Probably first. Um, and quickly on her name, Mo, uh, or Mo, as it's pronounced in Danish. Uh, is not, it's just obviously her Marish initials, like her middle name's Marie, 
but also apparently her grandfather was an artist mm-hmm. and he i'm not sure what kind of artist i'm assuming visual or painter or something like that it was unclear uh but he went by mo as well that was like his moniker as an artist the same way yeah the same like spelled way. just the m and the o with the cross yeah so i think it was a painting okay yeah. because i think he used to sign that that was like his uh, signature yeah. cool yeah so it's like a great ode to her grandfather and mm-hmm. carrying on that name in a new art form music yeah so yeah um, uh it, and i got what it means as well oh okay it means maiden right or okay. virgin yeah and i think specifically like virgin to life right yeah you know like inexperienced or yeah like, like that like newly born type thing yeah like, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so that's pretty cool, and that's in Danish. Yeah, um, so, I mean, overall, yeah, cool. And yeah, and so I don't know too much about these places, but they seem very small and like kind of rural a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, her upbringing. Um, I feel like a lot of these Scandinavian countries seem to be a bit like tranquil in general, like Sweden and Denmark. And well, I think they're, like, I think she said in an interview once they're kind of they have they have money like they're not poor countries yeah yeah and so they have time to do stuff yeah like leisure and create music right and you know i don't know that's the vibe that i got apparently i read something just the headline but norway because of russia and the whole ukraine war and the energy crisis a lot of europe is getting their energy from norway now oh and so apparently norway is like breaking in like billions of dollars good for them yeah so and and uh so they got money and tranquility and quality of life that's what i'm saying yeah <laughs> i think they that area of the world seems to yeah. be doing like some some good stuff exactly yeah in sweden and and whatnot yeah. you know uh i would like to live over there i think some of those countries have like the highest rated yeah uh you know quality of life in the yeah. world. yeah yeah so whatever that means um, i'd love to go check it out one day but yeah so she her parents weren't musical at all she said mm-hmm. they know nothing about music, but they're excited that she's excited about it, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Supportive. Yeah. And I think she was asked in an interview, okay, so where did the music come from then? And of all things, at seven years old, it was Spice Girls' debut album, mm-hmm. Spice, that she got, right? Spice. Spice, that was the name of that album, by the way. Fun fact, uh, the music video for their first single was filmed uh, in the next village over from where I grew up. Oh, is that right? Mentmore Towers. Here's a picture of Mentmore Towers. It was also used as uh, uh, Christian Bale's bat uh, mansion, the Wayne Manor. That place? Yeah, yeah. Same spot? Same. And then the Spice Girls filmed their music video inside there that is well. a <laughs> That is a fun fact. Stanley Kubrick used it as well. Eyes wide shut. Yeah. Oh, I just watched that recently. Oh, yeah, you did? That's a, that's that's a, a creepy, good, good weird, movie, yeah. cult movie. That's yeah, really good. Yeah. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Nicole Kidman. Stanley Kubrick good movie yeah um uh so i mean yeah yeah, spice girls were like singing about like love and stuff yeah it was just like powerful positive fun pop music yeah especially for a kid like you know it's great um and and for some yes she just really got inspired by hearing that and you know you know the whole girl power as well probably like played a part in it as well where it all started but um and so I think not long after that, she, like, they got a piano in her household mm-hmm. and she would basically spend her time trying to just like recreate Spice Girls songs and pop songs of the time, pretty much kind of thing. Yeah. Like, figuring it out. Yeah. So, I mean, she was started very early. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, seven yeah. years old. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, I think around the t- same time I have the same age, she wrote her first song okay. yeah. titled Because I Love You. Right. And uh, I don't know, probably can't find it on the internet anywhere, but uh, uh. no, maybe did I don't she think even, she said it was a great song. Did she even record it, you think? Yeah, it might not okay. be recorded at, yeah, at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. Because that's an interesting thing. Like, if you think about when you first started making music or writing your songs, did you record? Like, no, I, yeah. I had no. You just figured it out and rem- rem- remembered it and played it, performed it. Yeah, that's crazy. Didn't. Didn't even perform it, just you know, <laughs> just practiced it sometimes, right. yeah, and then yeah, that yeah. was it. That was the performance for myself, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, you know, I didn't yeah. have any wherewithal, lack of equipment, yeah, obviously. Yeah, um, I wasn't ahead of the game like she was, you know, yeah, yeah. uh, but yeah, so that's kind of like the most of what I've heard of her like musical background, you know, just yeah. being really drawn to it. Seeing the light is what she said, which is great. It's just like, she just realized, oh, that's, I want to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And then she just started mooning around on the piano singing, you know, it sounds like she was self-taught from as far as I can gather. That's my, no, yeah. I got the same yeah. story as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have a ton more information on that as, as she goes, but you know, we don't have to speak about every single day of her life, <laughs> you know? So I, I think she just gets better and better at music. She was writing music through like her young years yeah, from like seven to 10 to 12 into her like early teens or whatever. Yeah. And then she started like playing in some bands basically and creating her own music. Yeah. I think she, uh, went to art school and was it in Copenhagen? She went to art school. I don't remember where. Um, but I feel like she was definitely in Copenhagen in her teen years. Um, uh, and that's kind of where the punk scene sort of comes into play, right? Mm-hmm. Like she was hanging out at a few like venues that were there um, while she was going to art school. Um, and around this time, right, she started this group, right, with her friend. Is that yeah, more. More, yeah, spelled M-O-R. I feel like I've came, come across that name before, but I couldn't find anything musically on Spotify at least. Did you come across any releases or anything like that? Or, um, yeah. Well, I mean, I think we're, just, so we're talking about like around 2006. Right. I think she released some other stuff. I'm not sure if it was specifically more. I guess it was pretty much more. But yeah, there was tracks called Garbage King. Right. Yeah. And Polly Get Your Gun. Is that what you're talking about? Um, that I think she had a, another side project called The Edmonds I saw. Um, oh, those are from that project yeah, then. Yeah, and I'm not sure. Polly Got Your Gun is that, I mean, were they covers or were they originals? I feel like. I'm not uh, sure. Okay, yeah. I didn't look into that. I feel like Polly Got Your Gun was it's not Nirvana because the Nirvana song is just Polly, right? Yeah, that's just, yeah. yeah. Polly okay. Want a Cracker. Yeah, dark song, dark lyrics. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, good stuff though. Yeah. Inspirational to a lot of people. But I think she had a few side projects is basically what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. I think what we're getting at. Yeah. From like 2008 to 2010. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a song called A Piece of Music to Fuck To. Right. Yeah. The Rarities, another one. Yeah. Um, and then so I think some of these have, they were released, but they were taken down. Mm, okay. Yeah. For whatever reason, probably for her brand from the, the label said, take those down or whatever. As far as I understand, yeah. but I think that you can find them on YouTube because the fan has re-uploaded them. All right, cool. Check that out. So I mean, yeah, but then yeah. So her, so mu, yeah, mo, mu, right. yeah. I feel comfortable saying mu. I'm, I'm gonna say mo. Okay, <laughs> we're talking about the same person though. Yeah. Karen. 
Karen. She, just goes she, Karen. she also just goes by Karen. Yeah. yeah. She said, so that's that works. Yeah. Um, but so her and her friend, Josephine Struckman. Yeah. Struckman Peterson. Right. I guess. And they started more in 2007. Right. Yeah. So I guess that was even a little earlier. Yeah. They released a couple of EPs, mm-hmm. Pussy in Your Face. Mm-hmm. Um, and madness hours right so they were going like full bore with this like you know feminist anti-fascist punk style you know yeah which is pretty cool and i wasn't able to hear the music but i know i feel like maybe it was electronic based back then as well because they said they were performed just with a laptop and them two on stage Mm -hmm. and because they said there wasn't anything else going on musically they had to like kind of like act out and dance and do a bunch of crazy moves to just make yeah. things entertaining for the audience kind of thing. It right. seemed like they were pretty, um, yeah, energetic. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I don't think they, they got too big, but they did tour a little bit, right? Yeah, I think there was like a few other punk bands that were in their circle at this time. Mm-hmm. And they said that they toured like Europe with like this one group and stuff like that. Um, played a lot like this, the same venue in uh, Copenhagen. I think it was called Youth House mm. was the name of the place. Um, she said ton of punk shows and it was kind of like a gathering space for like, sort of, you know, left leaning, like punk, like aesthetic art as well as, you know, hanging out and music and stuff like that. For sure. Um, apparently didn't last long round very long. She said at some point, a religious group took over the place and they demolished it because they thought it was possessed or something. So, <laughs> so all these, these punky go. kids hanging out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. For personal reasons, I guess they disbanded. Yeah, that's all it says on the internet for yeah. personal reasons. In um, 2012, and I guess, so they were like underground. They had like a following and they were had a presence in the scene. Yeah. But they never kind of made it out of that. Right. As yeah. far as a band. Yeah. But yeah, personal reasons, they were kind of done. Yeah. But I guess they're, the two are still good friends. Right. I think she still considers Josephine her best friend. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, good for them. Yeah, and it's interesting this time because she's still finding her art, like her artistry, I guess, point of view sort of thing. Yeah. I think one she, thing she said later about the punk scene is she feels like in a certain way she was always trying to find ways to break the rules kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. And and the idea of like an alter ego sort of came into play a little bit as well, like um, you know, and just being a teenager, like she said, a lot of the songs that they she wrote uh, for more were like you know about breakups, mm-hmm. but like in the most like visceral way possible, like fuck you in the face type shit, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and and also you know she was saying that a lot of the other bands that are around them were just like a bunch of dudes, you know. So and mm-hmm. they, and there was two girls in this band, and so they wanted to just really you know, show that they could be like hard hitting with like the yeah. topic and the lyrics. And like we're out like here. That. Yeah, exactly. Check us out. Yeah. So um, she, uh, that's around like 18, 19 when they break yeah. up with that band, I think. Right. Yeah. And so then from there, she starts hanging around with some like skater mm. um, type people, I guess, kind of a skate scene. No graffiti boys I saw. Mm. Um, and they were listening to like hip hop and that started her influence on hip hop. They were listening to like Jay Dilla, MF Doom, oh. Wu-Tang plan yeah, yeah and so that started a whole new barrage of influence over her musical style yeah yeah and that that started to fuse with the punk stylings it's interesting because we talked about wulu in a previous episode and uh how he grew up with a skate sort of uh scene mm-hmm. um and how we talked in that about how like skate is the new punk kind of thing and it's interesting that mo is kind of 
you know, experienced both. Like right. she's done straight up punk scene and then like skate kind of scene as well. Yeah, she right. she was yeah. even in deeper yeah. than Wulu maybe. Yeah, I mean, and in a different part of the world as well. <laughs> Copenhagen, like I can't imagine like what it would be would have been like back then. Mid, what were we talking about? Mid two thousands. Like I mean, um, yeah. yeah, like yeah. the mid aughts, right. the late aughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, let's just move on. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what we're talking about? No mythologies. Yeah. So, well, I don't really know. Uh, I have a missing chunk of story of like how she went to do from doing all of that punk stuff. And mm-hmm. Those side projects uh, before her debut album, she like started appearing on some singles, right, for like different fairly big artists, right? I feel yeah. Like, uh, Diplo. Um, uh, there was another artist I can't remember the name of um, that was like the first single that she appeared on. Uh, hmm. Was it Major Laser? She's done a lot of stuff with Major um, Laser. Sure, right? maybe. Uh, I'm not sure if that's yeah. the one you're talking about, but yeah. she's definitely worked together with them. Yeah. So I don't know how she connected up with those guys, but at some point she just sort of kind of started making connections in the EDM realm. I, yeah, know, I was just like, assuming yeah. that just based on her being in the scene and being around other musicians and just, musical yeah, artists working there was connections right yeah, yeah networking yeah um, that's all i have right uh, speculating yeah i'm sure i'm sure it makes no hard to argue against that you know yeah. oh, she networked Net, she networked yeah <laughs> that's how you do it i mean yeah it could have been some like you know danish djs and producers and going to events because these guys like go out and play a lot in europe right diplo and and Avicii. Avicii yeah. was from Europe. He's from yeah. He's that was. The, I think that was. He the might first. have been Swedish. She was know. definitely on an Avicii single. Yeah, yeah, as well. People don't know Avicii. I don't know too much about him. I had a friend like forward him, forward me, uh, like a couple of his albums a, a while ago, and he passed away at like twenty eight years old. Um, I'm not sure how long ago, but I know his name, and he was like pretty big in the scene as well. Like. Yeah, it was only like a few years ago, right? Was it? Yeah, it was kind of recent. Yeah, some something um, pretty soon, recently. Yeah, so uh, like, uh, yeah, she, yeah, she worked with him on at least one track, I think, that was mm-hmm. on his on his uh, one of his albums. So, yeah, and I think yeah. these kind of this kind of story comes yeah. together a little bit as far as coming out with this first album because she started working with Ronnie Vindal, mm. yeah. who's a Danish producer, composer, yeah. remixer, musician guy. Yeah. And he's worked with Avicii and Kendrick Lamar. Right. Okay. And so I think yeah. some of these, these networking styling things have started to come together for her. And that's how she, you know, made this thing happen. Yeah. Um, I'm being talented as well. Like, you know, once you make a couple of connections and you, and you record a I few mean, things. She was just like on yeah. an up cycle of yeah. like, she was doing good work and people yeah. recognized her for that. Yeah. yeah. And then, so they would introduce her to this. Oh, I know this guy. Exactly, oh, I know yeah. this guy. Oh, you need vocals on this? Like you should check out. Like, yeah. Like she's a great songwriter and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. So I think yeah. it was, yeah. so she's just kind of going step by step yeah. up the ladder, working with more and more awesome people until she was worth with these kind of huge names. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, just a testament to her ability and her natural talent, I guess. Yeah. So, and so she signed with Sony Music Entertainment in 2012 as well. All right. Okay. So, uh, and then once that happens, I feel like it's, you know, much easier to get some connections. Yeah, definitely. And, and this, so like these different, like she's collaborating with individual producers here and there. She's doing like named features on these tracks as well. Like her name is featured 
featuring, you know, Avicii mm-hmm. featuring her. Moo. Uh, 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 Mo. <laughs> Karen. Karen. And then all this leads up to her debut album, right? 2014. No Mythologies to Follow. We played a track off of that uh, a moment ago. Um, good album. I listened to this, not in its entirety, but mostly. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really, it sounds like a mature album to me. It doesn't sound like a new, like, she's just singing and they're slapping beats on it, you know. Yeah. It's, it's really well thought out, mm-hmm. like, album, I think. Right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, she won four awards at the Danish Music Awards for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, album of the year, Danish solo artist of the year, yeah. breakthrough artist of the year, and music video of the year. Right. So she came out swinging. Yeah. Uh, music on that is mostly produced by Diplo. I think there's a few other people that worked on it. One name who I didn't know, but I looked him up. This is the Damon Albarn connection. It's the Damon Albarn. There's always one. <laughs> a guy called James Dring, D-R-I-N-G, D-Ring, Dring. Her, he, I think he's credited as doing some production work on this album. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he has been a producer and arranger for like Blur and Gorillaz. Mm-hmm. Um, really like I looked at his discography and he, he must like be tight with Damon Album because he's like pretty much on every Blur album and every Gorillaz album Dang, from the like, from the beginning yeah he must be doing like the Pro Tools shit or something like that I don't know he's an engineer uh, yeah extraordinaire or something so yeah his his bio just says he works out of his studio in East London that's it <laughs> <laughs> who is this who guy mixer arranger producer yeah so okay mysterious mysterious See, we, there are these people in the industry that are just like behind some of the biggest acts and you never know yeah. who these people are. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, these huge names, yeah. you know, got the support system behind them. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's important to create the network. Which is actually an interesting point to make since we're musicians and we kind of talk about the stuff for musicians benefit as well, other mm-hmm. musicians. Like, like the fact that you don't have to just be an artist. I mean, I think people know you don't just have to be an artist to make money in music but i feel like a lot of people get sidetracked thinking that you know well you have to play cover music or you have to be a session musician but there's like another role like which is like supporting these other larger acts you know mm-hmm. by like yeah. being an engineer in their studio or writing a little you know that whole thing which yeah is like a really interesting position to be in i think like, yeah because yeah. the artists who are utilizing that help yeah. recognize the talent yeah yeah and then they'll help you, you know, word of mouth, like, oh, work with this guy. That guy's trying to release something soon. Yeah, yeah. He needs an engineer. Exactly, yeah. And it's that network starts to work for yourself once you start yeah. to build it. Yeah. And it's a really powerful thing. Yeah, definitely. So, so it's still like, it's not what you know, it's who you know a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. If you're willing to put in that, that work ethic for the networking. I mean, um, once you get into a certain way, if the music industry is actually pretty small. Like, once you know a few people at a certain level, and you're great at your work, you know. I, I think the this show, spreads, you know. like Rooster Groove, kind of highlights that because we always find these connections where we oh, didn't yeah. think there was connections. Yeah, there's been some you crazy know. connections that we wouldn't even have thought of. Yeah, never would have guessed. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So this album, so it's good. Yeah, it's, it's good. Great. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I would start listening on a, a different album, maybe like for never, forever, Neverland. Yeah, but album. it's yeah. a good come out. It's a good deb- debut album for her. Yeah. So then, in between this album and her next release, this mm-hmm. is when she releases "Lean On." Yeah. And that's like we said with DJ Snake. 
Yeah. And uh, Major Lager, Major Laser. Major Laser. <laughs> Major Lager. Major Lager. But she co-wrote it. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't even just like a vocal feature or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. She was working with them and wrote the song with them. She play a little, just a snippet of it. Yeah, for anybody who doesn't hasn't heard it, a little reminder. kind of the hook the, uh, uh, yeah <laughs> almost <laughs> yeah i wonder where they got it i where think it's her voice manipulated i mean i'm sure but uh, yeah. like which part you know uh, yeah. where did it come from true uh yeah massive track uh major laser mo dj snake um and yeah you probably heard that song if you haven't like come across it you've heard it definitely somewhere like on tv a commercial a film. probably a coffee shop it's yeah everywhere, like, like jay was saying it was yeah. like one of the biggest pop songs that's ever come out now yeah most streamed song ever on spotify the platform 16th most watched music video on the entire youtube so it was a successful yeah, song it was a successful song yeah. a successful collab so and changed her life she said definitely changed her life that kind of put her yeah. on the at least in the music industry yeah. still i don't know if moo is a huge name no even after that right but yeah like yeah. in the industry in people the industry. knew who she was yeah and and that kind of set her on a new which is crazy because when i hear that track like the first time i heard it and every time i hear it until today when i've done my research it sounded like it was a remix or something else the mm -hmm. song itself it sounded like oh the vocal was an acapella that came from something else mm -hmm. which is interesting it wasn't it was all written, yeah. written to be that way kind of thing. yeah it was yeah. designed yeah. in a way that gives it that feel yeah, yeah. which is cool yeah so no it's just a completely like organic written song yeah um and i like that aspect yeah uh, anyway yeah uh, and i mean yeah like we said not only the money from royalties um which incidentally she said she's bad at money she said that apparently she doesn't know how much she made from it i think she knows she just didn't want to say she's just humble yeah. <laughs> she's just being cool i bet um uh, but the but the amount of people that were contacting her um, off of that track to collaborate with mm -hmm. her uh, increased, you know. I'm sure. So out of her network, you know, she had a pretty good network going already. And then this song goes, blows up. And then people she doesn't know that are not in her network are hitting her up. Yeah. Like other artists for features, other producers to work with kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, she's, to me, this is like a big big reminder about music and artistry in general is like if you strip everything else away and everything else you do all you really need at the end of the day is like good music like yeah a good song or more than one good song you know that'll always help exactly but at the end of the day that's all you need apparently like you know the song itself if it's good it will have like legs of its own and it's it will like do the work for you kind of thing like 100 it's like a, yeah. it's just yeah. like a resume yeah it's like here's what i did yeah 
and that says a lot yeah because it's like again it's so crazy that we've put so much value in a two or three minute track yeah yeah just yeah. of some vibrations coming through but you know that communicates so much but also like you know i don't know if this is true of a lot of like up and coming artists but like see if you think like I think a lot of us have the mentality that we got to promote our music, you know, and we got to do all of these things to promote and market, you know, so like do, running your own social media, mm -hmm. putting out content all the time, so all of that stuff. But when it, at the end of the day, it just takes one really great song and then for people to like it and continue sharing it with their own friends Yeah. for that marketing and promotion to happen. Yeah. So in a way, I kind of feel like maybe art shouldn't even bother fucking fucking around with online content and social media and focus on just making good music. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's I, like I, no, I think the yeah. music should come first. Yeah. Instead yeah. of if you're, you know, yeah. If you can make the songs do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, hundred yeah. percent. It's just not going to do that much for you. No. Like, but no. once you have the song, yeah. then and nobody knows about it get on social media exactly yeah. and that'll get you that start yeah yeah but if you have nothing you, you can't just create an instagram account and and try to blow up yeah without some good content behind you exactly yeah and no music you know yeah if you like <laughs> i only wrote six songs this year but i've i've released 500 tiktoks yeah, yeah no <laughs> hey six songs in a year is not bad that's a good record but we could be doing better than yeah. that i feel like <laughs> at least 12 one a month uh, so let's move on to 2017. Right. She releases yeah. uh, When I Was Young, which is an EP, I believe, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And that was like an EP that was recorded, or songs that were written over the past four years or so. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, a lot of things change in four years. So it's, I don't know. That's what mm -hmm. she was saying in the, the interview, at least. Yeah. You know, like you go through a lot of changes in like that span of amount of time. Yeah. So there's a lot of different kind of stuff on that EP. Yeah um yeah i don't know it's i didn't listen to all of the stuff on that one mm -hmm. but i think it's more good stuff but she's she's fairly consistent mm -hmm. her you know the first album all the way through is good it's interesting yeah. it's poppy it's you know kind of beat driven yeah kind of tropical vibes a yeah. lot yeah sometimes yeah. um that's all i don't really have the much to say on that album yeah ep yeah good, um, good stuff though i'm not trying to bash it yeah 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 she, so she's still doing um yeah, uh, a lot of writing, a lot of touring. Mm -hmm. um, um, and then 2018, she puts out a second album, right? Forever Neverland. Yeah. yeah. And this is, we opened the track with a Beautiful Wreck off this album. Yeah. And so that was kind of the second track that once I, I started looking her up. Yeah. And that was this, well, uh, somebody showed me this track. Okay. And... It was really good. The beautiful wreck track. Yeah. Okay. And so I was like, who's that? And then yeah. only after that did I realize that she was on, she was the girl who sang Major Lazer song, right. yeah. Lean On. Yeah. And I was like, oh, whoa, we yeah. got a, we got a real one right here. <laughs> we got a live one. Got real talent here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, wow. Okay. So let's, you know, let's research this and talk about this. Yeah, yeah. But that was released 2018, October 19th on Columbia Records. Right. Which is Sony pretty much, I think. Yeah. yeah, what was the first one she was on? That was Sony Music Entertainment. There's like a massive labels that she's involved with. Uh, yeah. RCA Victor, Sony Music Chess Club. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure why this... I think probably different countries put out... I think that's still a thing. 
we've touched upon it before different labels will do yeah different releases in different countries yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true yeah but this album's good it's electro pop mm -hmm. dance pop elements of tropical house experimental stuff trip hop alternative pop dance hall it's a list of yeah. you know, yeah. the genre mash that you can put together but i would i would suggest listening to this one first if you want to get into this artist yeah um it's true you have a taster time for another track is it time for another yeah I it's time it's for a time, track yeah, let's yeah. get it Call I Want You from Mo, Mo, otherwise known as Karen, <laughs> uh, from her album Forever Neverland, uh, her second album that came out mm -hmm. in 2018, right? Yeah. The um, only th other thing I would say about that track was there's three tracks that didn't make it onto the album, but they were only on the Japanese version. Well, uh, Tracks Night With You, mm -hmm. Final Song, and Kamikaze. And I thought it was kind of interesting because... They put Kamikaze only on the Japanese version. Hmm. And I, I looked it up just to be sure because Kamikaze is a suicide bombing tactic yeah. used by the Empire of Japan during World War II. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, I, like, who made that <laughs> Why decision? Why would you release that in Japan? <laughs> yeah. I just, what's, I don't, I didn't look into it further than that. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, that's weird because I, about that track, I she went on some like late night show or whatever and she was like previewing tracks from the album before mm. it came out and that was one of the tracks she previewed and then i was looking at the album i was like it's not on there what's going on yeah so you, you solved that riddle for me okay. i was i was confused yeah. for a second too so i looked yeah. into it yeah. not too much more than that but now i'm kind of interested to look at the lyrics for the track kamikaze and see if there's any yeah what, what is she talking about i'm sure it's not a suicide bombing technique yeah, I mean, but, I wonder if that <laughs> word has taken on a different meaning in Japan itself. At this yeah, point, maybe I don't know. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Because yeah. what executive was like, we can't put this on the American one. Let's only put it on the <laughs> Japanese version. I'm just, just curious. They're just automatically sorting music based on language. Like, yeah, yeah, put yeah. that one over there. That's yeah. a Japanese word. It's a Japanese word. Yeah. Japanese they, market. They had Chat GPT pick which song should be on yeah, which oh, album. Yeah, that might be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Pick my order of track listing for my album. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> okay, and so then we, let's go on to Motordome. Yeah, 2022. I guess album. Um, so just in general, though, it's like taking a step back for a moment. Um, she has written like as a songwriter, like tracks for a lot of other people, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Ariana Grande being like the biggest name I. I saw. Yeah, she did write a track where Ariana song sang yeah. on it. Also with Major Lazer. Right, yeah. And so, like, it's interesting her writing style. She does a lot with Diplo. They collaborate a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because on the Forever Neverland album, uh, before this came out, um, she was asked in an interview, like, oh, I saw Diplo, in, you know, posted a Snapchat and you were in it. It's like, are you working on stuff? And she was like, oh, yeah, working on music the guy was like for your album and she was like well 
it doesn't it's a bit murky she didn't say murky but like basically the way they were they just murk on music they don't think about albums kind mm-hmm. of thing and uh and when the track's done they kind of like take a step back from it and and she is realistic she used this word a lot realistic about whether it's a track that she wants to put out or whether it should be produced and performed by someone else kind of mm-hmm. thing and and so she's been asked a few questions about this as well like okay so how does that work? Like, how don't you become attached to something and like you really want to do it? And then like, you know, your record label, whoever says, gives it to someone else or Diplo wants yeah. to take it off somewhere. Um, and she doesn't really think about it in that way. She says that she writes all of her music from a personal space, like a personal point of view, right? So everything she writes is personal to her kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then, but when she's done, like she can see like you know be objective about it i guess and like and be okay with it being used by someone else i mean she still gets royalties right you know if it's used by someone else um but she doesn't she doesn't seem to have that attachment to things you know but she did say that she just writes everything personally Mm -hmm. she couldn't just be like writing a song for someone else like through that whole process thinking it's going to be for someone else right she said that'll be like stressful to her like yeah that's like a lot of energy or weird energy to like do that. So I thought that was really interesting. It's a really mature yeah. thing to be able to do that. Yeah. And so like leading up to this album, uh, the latest one, Motodrome, she said that she had been doing this whole thing. She'd been touring for seven years, nonstop pretty much. She's been going to all these different studios across the world. She's been writing, you know, not just for herself, but for like other artists kind of thing. Or I think, the, you know, like we said, she just writes anyway, but it gets used for other artists. So that's a lot of work. And then COVID, I think, happens is what happens here. And so she's back home and she said, when you get home from that long of like, go, 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 go. And we all know like the whole COVID thing just slowed <laughs> us all down. <laughs> I was having this conversation the other day. It's like, you know, some a lot of people I know like had that same go 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 like you know thing before COVID happened, and then you're forced to like not be that way, mm-hmm. and it was a complete reset for like everyone. Yeah, as we know, people listening to this and watching this, mm-hmm. we all reevaluated things in different ways, right? Our, our career, our lifestyle, you know, where we're living, like perspective change, who we're married to. A lot of people d- divorced during that time. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. yeah, but. Uh, yeah, so she went through all this as well, right? And this is kind of like what leads into this album and mm-hmm. where she was coming from when she wrote the songs for this album. Right. Motor Drome is called. Yeah. It came out in 2022. It's, she doesn't say this, but you know how artists go around and say, it's like, this is most my most personal album to date. You know how artists say that? <laughs> yeah, about every album. Yeah. Do they? No. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard her say this but uh, about this album, but she's basically said that is uh, uh, like her processing like all of her life up to this point. Mm. And she said that she didn't want it to come across like, oh, poor Danish girl, like, woe is me sort of thing. Like she had that sort of question herself about whether that was the right thing to do. But ultimately she just kind of like went with her feeling, her heart and just like wrote, like what she really wanted to express like, right. for this album, you know. So yeah, so I think it comes across yeah. in a really uh, communicative way. Yeah, it comes across. You know, it is intimate, like you said. Yeah, 
Still boppy though. Yeah, yeah. I thought uh, it was darker sounding in some ways, and then mm -hmm. I heard another interviewer ask her about that. Like, it sounds grittier, and she just said, "Well, the music's always an evolving process, and uh, it all, it, all of her music always includes the sounds that she likes. So mm -hmm. she likes like gritty, dark synths from like the nineteen eighties, and mm -hmm. she loves guitar. Like, she loves guitar solos, apparently. Like, so." Harkening so, back to that, you yeah. know, 90s grunge. Yeah, yeah. Punk yeah. stuff. So all of that, all of these textures find their way into her music, I think. Um, yeah. But for some reason or other, it does, it does sound a bit grittier to me, this album. Like mm -hmm. the gritty synths, you know. Yeah, uh, I like it. Yeah, I like it as well, yeah. yeah. I like I like gritty as well. Yeah. Nitty gritty. Nitty gritty, yeah. Down and dirty. <laughs> you still talking about music? I, was going I don't to know. <laughs> Let's turn the cams off. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's a good album. Yeah. That could be interesting to start with too. Like I said, though, I would start with um, the second album. Forever Neverland. Forever Never, baby. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that brings us up to 2022. Yeah. I don't really know what she's doing in between then and today. That's um, <clears throat> probably, I think she started touring again, mm -hmm. uh, but in a different way now. Um, uh, she's, she mentioned something about her life being kind of toxic before. I don't know if that was because of personal relationships or lifestyle on the road type shit or all of it. All of the above, <laughs> probably. A little bit of everything. Um, but she, like, I, I feel like she's come around to like a really good sort of like point of view now and place, like, and how she's approaching what she's doing. You mm -hmm. know? I mean, but if you think about it, you know, she's pretty much in her 20s like since her teens to like 34 mm -hmm. been building this career for herself kind of thing. Yeah. Know? Just a lot of work. Um, and like she said some cool things that I think is good. Like one thing that resonated with me is she said that she would rather make her own mistakes, mm -hmm. you know, like, and, and I think she's talking about them, the creative process kind of thing. Right rather than trying to execute someone else's idea and failing at that, you know, she'd rather like have her own ideas about things and try them out and fail at that, you know, cause at least she knows she's tried to do it, you know, cause failure, like we all say, failure is a big part of success, right? You know, if you're not failing, yeah. you're not succeeding. Yeah. You learn from each of these things. You try them all out. Yeah. Failure is a yeah. part of success. Yeah, yeah. Not, not the opposite. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. Success is built on a mountain of failures. All of these, there's all of these different quotes yeah. about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and one last quote from her. She said if she had any advice to anyone out in the world, and she said, just go for it. Don't be tied up. Just let go. Hmm. Which kind of like comes back to the Erica Badu quote at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Follow your heart. Mind blown. It'll, it'll Sometimes you got to let go. Get you to where you need to be, yeah. yeah. To, to get what you want. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you hold on to something too tightly and you're actively keeping out the things that are trying to be attracted to you. Yeah. And the punk, the punk mentality as well, right? You know, um, just freedom of expression, you know. Yeah, not much. caring what other yeah. people think you should do. Yeah. And following your heart with integrity. Yeah, yeah. Doing what you want to do. Yeah. Have a good time doing it. Exactly, yeah. So pasting all these little nuggets of things, episode by episode, artist by artist, mm -hmm. all these like little techniques or mindsets or attitudes that go into the bigger 
picture. I think you by know, episode like, 1000, we'll, we'll pretty much have the universe figured out. We'll be successful podcasters and <laughs> bad. We only have like six songs and 500 TikToks. No. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of TikToks. <laughs> That's all I got on Moo. Yeah. Mo, Karen, Meh. Uh, she's got a lot of great albums out there. There's some deep cuts in those albums. Go listen to it. Mm -hmm. uh, Forever Neverland. I really like the first one, actually. No mythologies to follow. Mm -hmm. But yeah. It's good. Good stuff. Yeah. Cool yeah. artist. Yeah. She's probably going to be on some, some tracks in the future. Yeah. So be on the lookout. Yeah. And uh, with that, let's close it out. If you guys want to hang out with us, we're on Instagram at Roots to Grooves. YouTube at Roots to Grooves. Um, uh, Twitter at Roots Grooves. What's the other one? That's not. Oh, TikTok at Signal Radio. <laughs> and then if you want to hit us up personally with comments, concerns, or anything on email, Jay's got the email. Thank you. Roots to Grooves at SignalRadio.com. S I G N L Radio.com. <laughs>